moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. The word joy, my guest, was the only intention she said for this podcast. Everyone, you should know that I always do that with my guests. Before the recording starts, we see what to, is to unfold and what the podcast is going to bring in to the world and to humanity. And the fun thing was, while she, I asked her to add to the intention, outside the children were laughing. It finally stopped. <laughs> yeah, they're outside and they're having fun and now they're running around the street. They'll be back and I think they will underline the whole time our podcasts today, moving to oneness show, where it is so important for, I believe, to start including our children in everything. They have been too separated out of our spiritual journey. I wish myself that even in, in rituals and in ceremonies, they're invited again from the youngest age on, even the children that are still on the breast of their mothers. And that we also invite all the elders. It is important to bring them all in because each one brings something. And then even if they're laughing or crying or maybe a little bit more loud, that exactly that is needed in the moment because every being brings in every moment an intention to their living here on this planet. So with those words that arose and you're smiling so beautifully, Jen, I want to welcome you to the uh, Moving to Oneness show and you're bright in the morning in San Francisco today. That's right. Here I am. So glad to be here. Yeah, and you have your big heart. And I think that is what I love so much about you. I don't think it, that is what it is <laughs> that attracted me to you. And that's why we had so beautiful, heartfelt uh, conversations before is because that's the only thing that is important to you, even though you have an extreme large toolbox in life experiences. <laughs> and you're going to share those with us today and they will unfold in our conversation. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the heart that's behind you, the painting, please. Uh, I actually painted it. Uh, I was looking for a painting when I moved previously. And I wanted something big that I could hang behind my bed. Mm -hmm. And I landed up painting this heart and writing on, uh, writing on it. I bought an old painting and just painted over it. And I realized I wanted it to, to look at it. I didn't want it behind me. I wanted to be able to see it. And so it just 
brings me great joy. Since I did this, um, I don't know, five, six years ago, I just love it. I love looking at it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a portal to love, uh, a reminder, a constant reminder of the love that exists and that you also carry for the world. Right. Everything is love. All we need is love. All those kind of trite sayings that we have are just so true that it's all comes back to that it's how do we carry love how do we present love how do we engage with love how do we live with love do you have a quick tip someone can connect to love and feel it because i remember i've spoken with a few people and i said how do you feel love? And they couldn't uh, reach that. They couldn't um, tune into love. What would you advise a person like that to find a key to open their heart a little bit, to soften it, to expand it, so they can sense, first of all, their own heart, but especially also the heart and the love that comes toward them? So one thing that I think is really um, connects us is to be able to feel that this is an organ because the concept of love can be very um, intangible and hard to grasp. But when you think about an organ in your body that is uh, connected or is that part of your breath and you think about uh, or I think about lighting it up or being filled with a color, with an energy that it makes me feel, I can feel that. I can put my hand on my heart. I can feel the energy. I can picture the idea of this space inside of me that is filled with energy of any color. It can be rainbow. And it just makes me want to smile when I think about it. When I think about, oh, there's a place here. It's kind of like if you think about a butterfly or something, it's the center part that really just like, oh, I can feel it connecting. I also think that, you know, the touch, putting your hand on, there's ways you can move your hands around. Those are the kinds of things that make us realize, oh, I have a body, oh, I breathe. It's as simple as that, just like thinking about breath, how powerful mm -hmm. breath is. It's a very simple thing, but it's something we do. And something I tell people is that what they say is, you know, if our brain stops working, right, we're still alive. But if our heart stops working, we're dead. Yeah. And so just knowing that this is my heart, this is my breath, and the breath is the essence of life. It's even the numbers, like all the zeros, like the two zeros are about the breath. And that's the number eight. And that's the number zero. And that's the energy of breathing in and breathing out. Like we automatically breathe in. But we often forget to release our breath. We don't even realize we're holding our breath or we're not even thinking about breath. And that's what it is. It's like giving yourself a breath or oh, I feel tense, or I'm not sure what's happening. If I just breathe in and just breathe out, I'm reconnecting to my body and I'm reconnecting to that energy, that sense inside of me that connects me to love. 
Oh, I love that. That's so true. That is so true. And it's a very beautiful and a simple, easy, um, in a way, meditative uh, meditation or tool or action that you can do or do with someone else, right? Maybe even touch uh, their yeah. heart. And if you don't have a partner, but maybe you have a child, that's something beautiful also to teach a child or just to have fun and, and do it with someone. It connects us. Right, right. And there are some techniques they talk about that I find very fascinating is to think about if you put your hand on your heart and you want to uh, shift your consciousness from irritation or upset or something is breathing in love, right? So you breathe in love and then maybe you want to send that love to someone like, you know, maybe even someone you're irritated with or someone who needs something from you. And so you can create that uh, circular motion or that figure eight between your heart and uh, the heart of others those you want to connect with yeah that's that's a very beautiful thing i remember when my son i didn't do it was smaller and in school i didn't do it so much with love but i thought about harmony and i uh, i sent harmony to the school even the school building the teachers anything that was involved and back and forth and it, it creates the circulation or in right um it creates a beautiful space and you start feeling it and you feel also the change if you hone in into it and also the uh, thankfulness. There is a right. thankfulness for someone else. And in a way, it's all very surprising uh, for me always as the giver. Yeah, I've done a lot of long distance healings too. It is the moment when you feel the connection and then there's the softening there is this um, gentleness that you can feel in the energy. It becomes so whimsical in a way because it can go like this, right? It doesn't isn't like a big stream, and the, and then you know, oh yes, something is changing. This is a beautiful idea to do that also uh, with the heart. And yeah, at the end, we all want a love, right? I think you're totally right. Anyone on this planet uh, misses it. Most of us, I think, around the world, maybe the younger generation, they don't do that so much and a few lucky ones. But if you just send it out to anyone who would love to receive it, this helps extreme, like to raise the vibration here on Earth and it provides a new understanding for love or for oneself or for the connection to one's heart, to the connections to other hearts. And it facilitates then the bit, little bit abstract topic, right? Because it's rather abstract. And also if you speak about universal love, ooh, then if you've been immersed within that topic, then it is a little bit easier, but still there, I think, if I observe others, for many it is, they want to believe, but there's always a trickling where they can't believe, or they, they um, want 
uh, what is the word in English? Beweis. They want <laughs> they want something tangible. They want to really know if it's true. But right. it is there's nothing like that except your own trust in your own a feeling in your own sensations or as I just spoke right when you feel that the energy changes or maybe you have a knowing or you hear words suddenly that say yeah it worked and that you believe yourself and you trust yourself that that is true what would you say to that Jen Yes, I think the abstract thing that really uh, screws people's minds, like we're trying to uh, see something tangible and we don't understand so many of the concepts because they don't make sense because people don't, uh, people say things like, oh, I love you, or if you love me, you do this. It's a lot of manipulation, a lot of um, uh, the body knows that it's a lie. But mm -hmm. one of the things that strikes me as you were talking is what's so important is to think about sending love to oneself because we have to be the receptor and the giver to ourself in order to understand that this exists in the world. So we make it real or tangible by feeling it for ourselves. Because what we seek from others is that they love us and they prove they love us. But what we have to do in order to recognize it is feel the love for ourselves. So feel the compassion, feel the love. Because what we give to ourselves, we give to the world. So when we go, I love myself, and what does that feel like? And let myself feel like that. Like just talking to the body. What does it feel like to feel love? What does it feel like to be, um, you know, flooded with liquid gold or the sense of just total acceptance of who I am? Like, that's joyful. Like, just walking in sunlight. Is this love? Like, you know, asking those kinds of questions, being curious. And what I find, too, is that just from our own way of thinking and treating ourselves, like, we'll often say things that, like horrible things to ourselves because we're not doing something right or because we're still tied to a memory of something that happened to us children. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is the time when we want to practice the actual intangible on ourselves and go, okay, what does it look like when I can be loving to myself and forgiving to myself because, you know, I did something wrong or I have the wrong idea or whatever it is. I don't know what to do in this situation. So just realizing that by having that compassion, that listening, that going, yes, okay, you didn't know how to do it, but it's okay because I'm here and I'm going to help you. Like we have to be the one that helps our own inner child, that helps the broken parts or what we consider the broken parts of ourself to, to kind of, get over it but we don't get over it without love because that's the glue it's the kindness and the gentleness that we have for ourselves hmm. that as we expand that we then have that for someone else so we can be kind to someone else and gentle to someone else who is uh, having a hard time doing something that might irritate us normally yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is all this feeling loved, right? We never do something wrong. First of all, I think exactly. um, there, is, 
<laughs> when we think, yeah, we, we are told uh, by our cultures or societies, we are doing things wrong because we're not doing things they want us to do. This is one thing and we have embodied that into, uh, into ourselves. But in a way, um, anything I do, it leads to something else, which leads to something else, maybe a discovery a change of uh, work, a change of a living place. You know, there's so many things uh, that are needed maybe to make the decision finally to use another path. The list goes on um, to discover something. And in that way, I think that will, um, if you look at this way, you don't have this this horrible grip on yourself, this tightness of saying, oh my God, you're not worth anything. And we are supposed to be made feeling not worthy. That's why we have this whole play game with the vocabulary of worth. I think that should be eradicated, <laughs> worthless, worthful, you know, take it away. <laughs> that is, it has nothing to do with our presence as a, a human being, as a light being here on this uh, planet. And I think that's why especially very sensitive people or beings, you don't, they don't feel uh, that they fit in, that they're on the wrong place or the wrong family or the, the wrong job. They can't be who they are. And I think you do exactly so beautifully you provide to people the light, you're the beacon of light that they can look through themselves a little bit and to discover themselves who they are and where to go to. And then you spoke about, uh, and I was just thinking while I'm looking at your painting, your website has the same reddish pink and this, this white in the center, everyone. She was, I, I told you she lives, uh, Jen lives in San Francisco, right? But also she's the light in the fog. That is a, the big title that's on your website, Jen. So that's on her website. And that's what she brings to you. And San Francisco, even for a German, it's very foggy. <laughs> that's what it's <laughs> no, known for. You barely see that bridge, which that bridge is also a little bit in those red tones, just a little darker, uh, right? But the illumination starts at the heart. If we want to illuminate ourselves, we have to go back to the rituals that start with the illumination of the heart, the throat, the head, and then the, the full uh, body. So you are really also an igniter to 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 jump there just start the spark that is uh, uh, within a person how did you get there yes an interesting journey so when i was very young i was very woke as they call it i was uh, connected very connected to the light i remember i even remember how i was just dazzled by the light and i would uh, ride my little tricycle around the um, under the mulberry tree, talking to the fairies and all of that. Uh, but then when I got you know, older, I got very um, conditioned and gave that all up because I thought, you know, talking about fitting in or whatever, I thought that was how it worked. In my mind, it was, oh, 
this isn't what's true. I just got to fit in and, and just stop trying to tell people that this is the, what I know is true and just go, oh, yeah, you're right. And I've got to become that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did for many, many years until I just came to a standstill, like just couldn't go anymore because there was no more light, basically. The light had all gone. And uh, so at that point, I had a like two choices. One was to like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, leave Earth, you know, kill myself or something like that. Or I will have to change my ways. Mm. And so I chose to change my ways. And I decided to follow the light or to do what came to me as opposed to trying to fit in. So, you know, I like that, that you said it, it came to you, but I'm really curious. Can you remember what made you change? Was there a certain thing, a thought, a person you met, a being that spoke to you? I think part of it was my uh, when I had my daughter. And so uh, when she was at a certain age, I was trying to get her to have a different experience than I had. But I wasn't uh, communicating very well. And I felt like I couldn't get through to her, really. Like she was saying to me, you're the kind of person. And she was like, like, I don't know, 12 or something. And she was like, you're the kind of person that gets on the airplane and puts the mask on someone else before you put it on yourself. And, you know, this is before they started talking about that stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I, you know, what am I teaching my child? What am I saying? So I realized I couldn't communicate with her and I needed to be able to communicate with her better. I was still going through my whole, you know, shutting down, but that was the thing that kind of started the spark. And I decided to look for a way that I could learn to communicate with her better. And that took me to the spiritual path because I had completely shut everything down to that. And so I met somebody who was teaching me about, you know, how to communicate. And then I came into another spiritual person who was doing like hand analysis. And then I, st- I had some of that done. I'd never had any of those things done. And I realized like, oh, like a lot of my ideas, even though in my mind I thought like, yeah, I'm an open-minded person. Yeah, I believe that stuff. But it wasn't real to me. And that's the difference between having an intellectual idea and living it, you know, talk about working through your heart is when it's true for you, then what do you do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you do when it's true to you? You have to be courageous. Right, you have to take a risk. You have to do things. And so that's what I did. I just started to do these things and I realized that there's a point in your life, like what will you give up to take this path? And that point was, yes, I'll give up anything I've experienced or anything I have because I need that so much. I need to learn how to be present in my body. I need to feel joy. I, I wasn't feeling any joy. I, you know, just... I was like, when I was going through this process and I went to an event and, you know, one event to the other and just started growing and expanding and realizing more things. I was like, when was the last time I really laughed and had an experience? And so 
as I was going through it, I went to an event where a woman who was running the event came and she said, oh, my guides want to share some information. And I was like, what? I'm like, that's total bullshit. And I was like, I could, but I couldn't leave because there was only like, whatever, 25 people in the room. But I stayed. I was like, yeah, I'm going to look and see, you know, I'm sure that this is going to, you know, all will be revealed about a fake. But instead, what happened was I actually started to listen to what the, these beings were saying and how it landed. And it was like, yeah, human beings take themselves way too seriously. You know, they're carrying all this baggage and, you know, things are going to be changing very quickly. And that was in 2011 or 2010, the end of 2010. And so I realized like, wow, yeah, I've lived my life as if all this stuff is true, like that, you know, people have said is true, even though there was a part of me that knew that wasn't real. I bought yeah, in it. a way, you really had turned down uh, taking the symbol that you have on, on your uh, website, right? The light uh, tower, a lighthouse. Right. 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 So you deterred, you had turned off that light and it becomes really if you've put away the matches and you don't know where that oils, if you look at the old fashioned lighthouse. Right. right. And even uh, the mechanics again to make it turn around so it can go <laughs> and uh, to send out that light is a lot of energy. And also to say, no, this is now what I want to do, whatever there is, because if you have closed, it's really hard to open up again, because all of the uh, thoughts and that you have had about yourself, that you are not who you are, and that could not be really what you thought is the truth. Um, because others told you, right, whatever you did as a child or saw was wrong. And there were reasons why you just to say then, oh, no, open up again, become curious. And you follow your your way. I, I, I love that you just said the words that you cannot not really follow your path. And you moved from one country to another one, right? You came to the US. Now you're even on the whim, everyone. <laughs> you have to tell that everyone, Jen, too. She just told me she's going to Portugal next month. And I said, oh, it's nice, a beautiful uh, country, a lot of beautiful ancient, ancient uh, sacred sites, a lot of places to be re-illuminated. That's probably the reason why you're going there, Jen. And uh, you said, oh, I've, oh, yeah, I've been there. And I thought, oh, my God, you're just going there, packing everything up and following your own intuition, following the the sparks of light that are still in a way coming through the fog, fogged up, right? Saying, oh, come here, come here, come here. And you say, yes, I'm going to pack up and, and change continents. Share that a little bit with everyone. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's time for me to move. And I believe that I can be more uh, useful to myself and to the world and more uh, in alignment by going to a place that is calling me to expand myself. Um, and that's kind of, I was kind of guided to go to Portugal. So that's where I'm going. And uh, yes, 
it's uh, just deciding because I can't, right? Like, I, I believe that not only my own journey, but the journey of COVID and all of the things we've gone through and what I've been shown and what we are all being shown is that we get to have this experience that even if we believe we've lived in many lifetimes and whatever, this is the lifetime we are in now. And these are the choices we're making. And the soul that we have has a desire, like that's part of our destiny, our plan, etc. when our soul comes into a body in this lifetime or whatever lifetime we're talking about. We have a desire to experience certain things. And the only way we can experience those things is to do things that feel instinctual and feel joyful and experiential because that's how we grow. Yeah. We can't grow, like I can't grow staying here feeling safe. I have to do something to bust out of that, um, the smallness so I can have a different experience. And so, yes, it's, it's necessary, right? And so we all have to do it. Like some of us don't leave countries. Some of us may leave our jobs or do something different. It doesn't matter. But the truth is that without risk, we are not living. We're just existing. Yeah, but that's not even risk. If you feel into it, this is trust. Trust right. is different than risk. Uh, trust there is a warmth to it right what there is also a knowingness you have a knowingness that something beautiful is unfolding or the path is maybe going to be a right. little difficult because you have to get adjusted to things right a, a new language a new culture new energies but they're fantastic <laughs> i've been there twice to portugal i love the people talking about heart when i was there uh, I thought, especially the last time, they laugh a lot, Portuguese, they have a love for each other, they see each mm -hmm. other, they see everyone, even if you don't speak the language, you can sense how you're being embraced. Mm -hmm. and, and that is from a heart to heart uh, situation, then you also, you know, the old uh, uh, stones, the, the, the earth, the ground, um and you really you're connecting now to a, 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 again to a new, uh the third continent right so you're also in a way a, a, a connector and you do that it, of, of the land of uh the energies because you're in a way soaking them in re-illuminating sending them out so everyone <laughs> jen is someone to synchronize <laughs> with she's so quiet about it. <laughs> everything she does she feels also you, you know she can go right down to the point and look into your akashic records if you desire so and pull out anything you need but that is really not so important <laughs> the important thing is to give you the trust to be able to believe in yourself and uh, to feel comfortable in believing in yourself, right, Jen? That is, that's what I always sense about you. 
Yes, that is very true. That this is about, uh, you know, the things we talk about, having more of what you want, knowing what you want, like coming to your own desire. That's the kind of the, the energy of trusting who you are or the experience you're having. And to me, when we talk about, when I talk about risk, risk and trust are the same thing. Because hmm. if you don't trust, you can't risk. Like people who just say risk things because they're in rebellion, right? That's a different kind of energy. That's an energy of, I'm going to um, uh, prove to others that I can do what I want, something like that. That's not about trust. That's not about yourself, really. It's about others. But when you're working from within, when you're working from who I need to become, what I need to do, what is my journey, then it isn't about so much, uh, you know, even though I say risk, it even isn't as risky or doesn't feel risky. It just feels aligned, which is what you're talking about. It's like, yes, this is what I have to do. So to the external world, it could seem like it's something like, wow, that's so, and I'm not saying it isn't scary and like you don't have, you know, right. It's not like, oh yeah, I can do all this and no problem. <laughs> Right. But of course, I have to have all those experiences. But on many levels, to me, it doesn't feel like when people say like, wow, that's a big deal. I'm like, yeah, is it doesn't really feel like it. Because obviously, we all have our own areas where we need to you know, work on. But the thing is that when we know that we are here, that we belong, right? that we came here, like, it's not like we came to the earth, like I used to think that, that I came to the earth, why am I even here? What's the meaning of my life? Is, yeah, I came here for a reason. And the reason was to have an experience and to experience who I am and experience who I am with other people, with the land, with all of these things. So it isn't about me like making myself small or accommodating everyone else and giving up all the things I desire, which is what a lot of us are kind of taught. And we take it to heart, like talk about love, right? Like, oh, that's who I am. I'm supposed to be this quiet little person or the person that fixes things or, you know, or whatever, whatever, right? And instead, it's like, no, I have all this expanse inside of me. I have this energy in my heart, this light in my heart, and I want to, you know, be like Superman. It's like that thing that we have to all be. It's just tear off our clothes and go, can you see? Here it is. This is my life force. This is, you know, this is what I want. This is what I want to experience, you know. It's that energy that has been denied us that fullness of life that we can just experience everything like we don't have to be happy all the time it's just like I want to experience it all when I feel mad when I'm angry when I'm excited illuminated I want to feel it all and I don't want to have to feel that I have to shrink down because I'm offending somebody because I'm having a moment right yeah, uh, to, to really feel our vastness, um, multi-facetedness, right? <laughs> and for, when I was listening to you, so it, it's that there's a certain adventure going to another country. I don't know, I've lived in, I never counted my five, six countries. And um, there is always an adventure. There is a, a curiosity 
there's so many new things to unfold so many beautiful new experiences that are being created where i'm so surprised right because most of the time jen we can't fathom what arises but we i invited so there's something about you that you have this uh a traveling adventure and I, I believe very, very strongly we are beings that are supposed to be movable. We are not uh, fixated beings. This fixation, uh, this holding still, uh, that being stagnant uh, hurts. It, it makes us sad. It, it makes us unhealthy. It ma makes us get old. It makes us um, separated from many, also from people, from uh, the land. And if you invite that to to go move, right? We, even borders, I believe, should not be, and even maybe houses. And yeah, that is it is a beautiful thing to get accustomed, and it's also the time to explore this other side of uh, yourself. You do that. I'm more and more doing that to see the world more, to get adjusted, because once in we were all traveling around the world and this yes. is starting again and feeling uh, that we are so similar. Yeah. And again, love everyone needs and wants and desires. So if you provide it to anyone, you welcomed wherever you are in the world. You don't even have to be afraid. That's what I've learned. And Jen, maybe you've learned uh, the same in all your travels and living in, in different uh, continents, right? Right. I mean, you can certainly be afraid if you want to. Like, that's the point is we can be whatever we want to be. And it's to think about what is going to serve what we desire is that, yes, we have to risk that discomfort and that uh, that thing about maybe looking foolish or looking like we don't know something or needing to ask for help. These are all the things that actually make us more human and connect us to the divine and to the earth in much greater ways. So, you know, it's that's the thing is we have and, and part of moving or going somewhere is that like we are forced to go, OK, Nobody knows me. I don't know anything. I'm going to have to do things. Right? Mm, Whereas point. when we're sitting in our lives that we're familiar, we expect others to do things. Like we want others to do the work, right? And when we go somewhere else, it's like, oh, I have to do the work. If I want people to know I'm new here, then I'm going to have to go out. If I want some kind of action or change, I'm going to have to do it. And that's really the lesson of our lives is that we have to do the things, put it out there that we want to experience because that's how things change. Yeah, the word explore, not just the world came, right? You're not going only out to explore the world and be the adventurer, but at the same time, you become the adventurer of yourself. You're exploring yourself. What is all within you? What is tucked there and what arises comes out when you need it, right? So yeah. this is, it's really fun. Totally <laughs> fun, yes. And, and yes, and then there'll be awkward moments and uncomfortable moments. But, you know, that's just part of the experience or the exploration is that. And I, I just wanted to 
touch on what you talked about, the idea of, uh, um, well, borders, etc. To me, it's about possessions, the word possessions. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like having possessions, being possessed, uh, being uh, a possession of others is kind of how we think, like we belong to other people or other people belong to us. So we've got all our things. And that really does bog us down and make us super heavy. And it's hard to move when we have all those attachments that are not free attachments. Like we're not free to move because we're obligated to a possession or we possess, you know, what? where's my stuff? And when you move or recognize like, yeah, I want to have an experience, you have to kind of move lightly. Like if you go on an expedition, if you're going in, which we are in the Aquarian age, we're going into this more of being explorers, we can't take too much baggage with us. And when I say baggage, I don't just mean our physical things, but, you know, all the ideas that we've kind of absorbed and put on our backs to travel and go, oh, life is hard, life is difficult. Do, 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 do. I mean, yeah, yes, what we were bound to, to believe. Right, bound to, exactly. Right. So where, uh, that, this is uh, going to be really interesting. Um, so where are going to, Where are people going to be able to connect with you? The website, probably for sure, right? So they can uh, soak you in. I think it's really important, uh, as I said, to synchronize to your energies, because that facilitates really the quickest way, everyone, uh, to transformation, to be able to travel without baggage, with lightness, with ease, with speed, becoming uh, curious in others and other cultures and seeing also similarities. And by that also recognizing so much more in you. And this Jen is really fantastic in igniting that spark within you And because I think you're probably also going to have a new website because there's not so much more fog. The fog is lifting for all of us and you're moving away from a very fog. Uh, you're going to speak much more with the wind <laughs> and the, the water. And there's this, uh, comes again, these uh, old, old um, stones, old wise material of rock. There's a warmth uh, that, and, and, uh, wisdom that is coming to my head <laughs> we can talk <laughs> for hours and maybe we just have to connect again then when you've lived a little bit and you share with us how you have transitioned what you have discovered and what you're going to create new and so everyone in the meantime you can still catch her light in the fog right that's your website no, uh, no. My name. Your Jen. name. Jen. Yes. You say it. It's better if you spell it. And I'll put it also in the notes for everyone. Right. JenDushen.com. So J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E. -E. Wonderful. Yeah. And then uh, I have it written, as I said, in the notes. And everyone, too, if you feel like it, Jen is also in our Facebook group, Moving to Oneness where you can connect with her. She is so open and feel free to reach out uh, to her. 
and ask her a little bit maybe of uh, what arises in the next months or in the first few months with her in, in, in Portugal. So Jen, thank you very much for sharing with all of us your loving heart, your beautiful smile, and also these smiling eyes the whole time. <laughs> that you're sending everyone <laughs> do watch for a second uh, the video and take a look at the painting that's behind Jen that she has painted and maybe that also inspires you to dip uh, your hands into a paint or your pen or your brush and create your future something for you to live into are there any final beautiful words? I'm not going to say final, but words for the journey of the listener. Well, let me see. I'm going to see if the Akashic beings want to say something. So what I am hearing is this idea of just opening your heart. You know, we started with the heart and the thing is to find that heart within you, to find that light within you, whatever it is, whether you call it the heart or not, is to know that there are windows and doors within you that allow you to feel the beauty of your soul, the beauty of who you are. And so just let the light in. Let the light in, let yourself feel that love, that connection, and know that you're never alone. You're always in the light of the divine. Oh, thank you for those beautiful words. Yes, we're never alone. This is uh, something that helped me in life when I discovered that it uh, doesn't matter in what situation you can manage it, you get out of it, it move out of it when you know you're never alone and you trust just that. Yeah. Jen, thank you very much for your beautiful wisdom that you shared and that you shared your presence from me. And I think I'm speaking also the words for all of the listeners is the best of luck in unfolding yourself in Portugal and exploring and soaking in that energy and then sending it out beautiful all the way back to us <laughs> so we can soak it in and get ignited to travel more right thank you so, okay. everyone have a wonderful day night evening wherever you are in the world this is Maylene, your host of the moving to one show bye bye